Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, August 20th, and this is your FT News Briefing. A $2 trillion milestone for Apple. Will an emergency response to COVID-19 in Germany lead to thousands of zombie companies? And with Joe Biden scheduled to accept the Democratic nomination for president tonight, he's putting green energy at the center of his platform. We'll take a closer look. I'm Dan Bobkoff, and here's the news you need to start your day. It was only for a moment during the trading day, but yesterday, Apple became a $2 trillion company. That's measured by market cap. The FT's San Francisco correspondent Patrick McGee says it's been a rapid rise over the past few months. It's funny, the craziest thing about Apple becoming a $2 trillion company is that they had fallen to $1 trillion just 21 weeks ago. So the initial response to COVID-19 for sort of the entire market was, was of course, to, to fall. And then there was this realization on top of having Federal Reserve support for the entire stock market that, uh, wait a minute, people are buying more iPads and more phones and more computers and all the tech giants have just done really, really well. People are just a lot more bullish about Apple's potential to dive into new markets where we haven't seen them play before. And anytime Apple goes into a new market, they're not starting from scratch. They're starting from the basis of having almost a billion users of their smartphone. And that just puts them in prime position to you know, become a fintech giant or get into advertising. Some people might focus on Apple in the U.S., but they're not the first $2 trillion company. If you can just sort of give us the context there. There's a certain respect in which we can call them the first $2 trillion company, but we just have to throw in the asterisks that Saudi Aramco did hit $2 trillion um, last December, I believe. But there's quite a difference here, right? I mean, Apple was a company that was almost bankrupt in 1997 and has really clawed its way up to being the world's most valuable company. Saudi Aramco is, you know, a state-backed company that's just taking oil out of the ground, right? It's not the same level of innovation. And so... You know, I don't. I, to a certain respect, I'm not sure that we should even really fully count um, a state giant like that versus a company that was literally started out of the garage of two steeds. People are looking for signs that the market's getting overheated. Nice big round numbers like two trillion is a uh, one thing that you could look at. Is there any reason we should use this milestone to uh, have some concern about where the market's going? Look, I look at Tesla and think that that's a company with some fantastic technology, but it's probably overvalued by a couple hundred billion dollars. I don't think it's so easy to say that about Apple. The P.E. ratio for Apple is 35 times. That's its highest since 2007. Uh, And 2007, of course, is when the iPhone was just getting launched and, and, and released unprecedented growth. But Apple's in pretty pole position right now to enhance its revenue, to differentiate its revenue, and to move well beyond the saturated world of smartphones into a whole new world of services where, as I say, they've got a billion people in their pocket looking at their devices all day long. That's a position that really nobody else in the world is is able to uh, rival. Germany is starting to worry about the walking debt, at least when it comes to business. That's because the country introduced a waiver in March saying that companies affected by the coronavirus pandemic do not have to file for insolvency. But now some officials worry the rule will lead to thousands of so-called zombie companies that will sap the economy for years to come. The policy was supposed to end in September, but the German justice minister wants to extend it to March. Others in the government do not. 
A spokesman for Germany's ruling coalition says the waiver is helping companies that would have been in trouble even without the pandemic. Zombie company is a real term, by the way. It means one that's unable to cover its debts with profits in the long term. Low interest rates after the last financial crisis led to a sharp rise in zombies, and economists fear the problem will be exacerbated by this coronavirus response. Now to the U.S. election in a big week on the road to the White House. Joe Biden is scheduled to officially accept the Democratic nomination for president tonight in Delaware as part of the party's virtual convention. For a man with a half century in politics is perhaps the biggest speech of his life. Energy policy is likely to feature prominently in his address. Mr. Biden is promising a sweeping overhaul of how the U.S. generates and uses energy. His plan calls for $2 trillion in spending in his first term. He wants research. He wants electric transportation. He has ambitious targets like net zero emissions by 2050. And he wants to decarbonize the U.S. power sector by 2035. The sales pitch for all this isn't just combating climate change, but also a way to create tens of millions of jobs in a country hit hard by the coronavirus pandemic. Our U.S. energy editor, Derek Brower, says... If that sounds like a stark contrast with President Trump, you're right. It really is a binary election for energy. On the one hand, you have Mr. Trump and his White House, which has done its best to um, roll back environmental oversight of the oil and gas industry, uh, scrap a bunch of rules that the Obama administration imposed on the shale industry, uh, has berated foreign uh, oil producers and, and cheered for the, the rise of the American oil and gas industry. The contrast to that is Mr. Biden. So what would the U.S. look like in Mr. Biden's vision? The average American would notice. Their country would start to look different. There would be huge solar arrays, huge wind farms everywhere. There would be uh, electric car charging points in places. Uh, and people would be, in Mr. Vi Mr. Biden's vision, would be working in the clean energy sector by the millions. So it'd be, a, it'd be a fundamental shift in many respects in the US energy system. A lot of experts think that's doable. Technically, it's feasible, but it's going to take you know, a Marshall Plan style effort to do it. I think one, one should always take those kinds of green jobs numbers with a pinch of salt. Nonetheless, um, he is absolutely clear that jobs, uh, job creation is part of his clean energy plan for America. Now, a $2 trillion price tag used to be the kind of number that would be dead on arrival. But has the pandemic changed the political calculation for such an ambitious plan? Absolutely. I mean, Mr. Biden is putting a green recovery really at the center of his post-pandemic uh, plan to rescue the American economy. Not, it's not quite in the, kind of, in the way that one would talk about never wasting a good crisis, but he certainly sees the opportunity afforded by the coronavirus pandemic and the, the need for economies to grow again and for spending to, to unleash some kind of uh, recovery in, in the US economy. He sees all that as an opportunity to make big changes and spend big money. This is a big change for Mr. Biden because when he was in the Obama administration, there was a big boom in fracking, which is extracting oil from shale rock. That was a good time for many oil and gas companies. So what are they thinking now? Now, Mr. Biden, four years later, four years since being in office, proposes something which could actually make uh, 
you know, a, a huge change for the oil and gas industry in the US as well. And, and executives in the oil and gas industry are very fearful of that and believe that uh, under the kind of changes that Mr. Biden proposes, the US oil and gas industry would be damaged or there would be a threat somehow to American oil and gas production and so on. And for them, it really does mark a shift given that for many executives in that sector, they had a real heyday the last time Mr. Biden was in office. And they talked of fearing that Mr. Biden had somehow become uh, captivated by the left of his Democrat party uh, and was gonna do something that was far more radical than the Joe Biden of 2007 or 2010 or, or you know, 2012 might have uh, been willing to to support. So they believe that he's changed a lot. They believe that he's in hock to the far left of his party. He would say that that's not true and that he's just seizing the moment and there is a climate crisis and he needs to act quickly to try and fix that. Derek Brower, US Energy Editor. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. And before we go, last night, Airbnb said it had filed with US regulators for an initial public offering. The vacation rental company had previously said it would opt for a direct listing. That's when no new shares are sold. But it's looking like Airbnb will pursue a traditional IPO, and it could be one of the largest of the year. You can read more on all these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.